Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today's show is about Halloween, a supernatural holiday of mysterious origin. It may all have started more than 2,000 years ago in Ireland, where the festival of Samhain, or Summer's End, was celebrated as the harvest was brought in and stored for winter. Or it may have started as All Hallows' Eve, which commenced the three-day Christian observance of All Hallowtide, during which saints were celebrated and the dead remembered. Or perhaps its roots are to be found in the old tradition of souling, where prayers for dead loved ones, or souls, are peddled on the porches of neighbors in exchange for soul cakes, tasty confections baked of oats or seeds with currants and dried fruits. While there's some debate about whether the soul cake is in fact a cake, as it may be closer to a biscuit, scone, or even a cookie, the power of the soul cake was undisputed, with some believing that with every cake consumed, a soul was released from purgatory, that sketchy holding place somewhere between heaven and hell for those whose earthly behavior didn't quite earn them a ticket downstairs, or upstairs for that matter, either. Needless to say, soul cakes and the annual ritual which necessitated their consumable distribution was, back in the day, an important community ritual of potential reprieve for those stuck in the afterlife in between. And while the tradition of giving those who show up on our porches sweet treats survives to this very day, I'm pretty sure those little kids dressed as zombies and ghosts and vampires aren't praying for my dead relatives or freeing them from purgatory either. And speaking of ghosts and vampires and zombies, what's up with Halloween's scary dark side, filled with fake gravestones, plastic skeletons, and costumes celebrating the undead? Well, in the West, where we have removed death and even those close to it from our homes and into hospitals and hospices, this special time of year may serve as an acceptable exception to our unspoken rule to hide a little from death and instead confront and delve into our mortality in this ancient form of LARPing and roleplay. Of course, it might just be a kind of economic blackmail where dressing up like the very dead for whom they used to pray serves to remind those visited that this was an important service which should be appropriately and generously remunerated, with the scary of the costumes serving perhaps as an unspoken but intimidating visual threat not to skimp on the treats or else. The or else, of course, might be better understood these days as the trick. Doled out in toilet paper, rotten eggs, and smashed pumpkins to those who dare to be miserly, like old stingy Jack, who, hundreds of years ago, tricked the devil out of both his soul and his beer money. So, when old stingy Jack died, the devil couldn't take him, and heaven didn't want him. Apparently, purgatory wasn't an option either, so Jack found himself doomed to wander the earth with only a small coal to burn inside a hallowed-out gourd for warmth and light. For centuries after Stingy Jack was refused in afterlife, people would spot him wandering aimlessly, swinging his sad, makeshift light, and they'd whisper in awe and warning, There! 
goes Jack of the Lantern. To this very day, we acknowledge his fate by carving jack-o'-lanterns, leaving them lit on our autumn stoops in his memory, and, perhaps, to keep the afterlife, at least for now, at bay. For Esoterica, this is C.J. Kinney. Thanks for listening.